Welcome to the Bet US Golf, Tennis, and Horse Racing Show. I'm Flash, and we are America's favorite sports. Before I get into anything, then please subscribe and ring the bell. Ring the bell means you'll never miss anything again. And we've got the US Open coming up. We had it all cleaned up at Roland Garros with uh, the French Open. We've already gone through the Triple Crown. We've gone through the Kentucky Derby. We've gone through the Preakness. And now it's the time of the 154th Belmont Stakes. And a good thing for myself and my expert all the way from Kentucky, which is the heartland of equine uh, resources, I would say, because most of the youngsters, they grow up there, is Brian Zipsy. Brian, we've got eight runners, no excuses, wide open. And for me, it's turned into my favorite of the three races we've covered so far. Yeah, in a lot of ways, this should be the fair race of the three flash. Like you said, only eight horses. I don't think the draw matters too much for any one horse. And it, it is a good betting race. It's a wide open race. If you get the winner of the Belmont, you should be happy because I think pretty much every horse in this race has a shot. And, and that makes for uh, an interesting betting race. We did a preview last week and we had maybe 10 or 11 possible runners. We are down to the bear eight. And listen, the, the outsider it actually has run in like the big, big races. So, I mean, we have all sorts here. We've got no excuses with the eight. And remember, it's over a mile and four, which is 12 furlongs. The horses have got plenty of time to get themselves into a rhythm and all run their race. So effectively, it should be easy for us to pick the winner. Easy. You said it, Flash. Uh, I, I think the only the only question here is the lack of speed. There isn't a lot of speed in here. There's one surefire speed horse. His name, of course, is We the People. So that becomes an interesting handicapping uh, a dilemma, too, whether uh, somebody tries to push We the People a little bit early or they let him go a little bit too early. That's the one thing that gets in the way maybe of an absolutely perfect betting race. We shall see, though. We the people has never been uh, longer than nine furlongs, so he's got to go a lot longer here on the 12 furlongs of the Belmont Stakes. Question mark, question mark, question mark for the head of the betting. We the people ran in the Peter Pan as a grade three. Never run up against horses of this caliber. Never run over 12 furlongs and seems to be the horse that loves a little bit of uh, softer conditions. Let's have a little look. It's position one for We The People, and it's Rodolphe Brissett. Flavian Pratt, obviously one of the top five uh, jockeys in America, and the odds to win are at plus 275. With question mark and price, not for me, Brian. Why should people bet it? Even though it's coming out of number one, who no number one has given us more winners of the Belmont than any other post position. Yeah, I mean, if you're a speed horse, the one post is pretty much the perfect draw. You 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 can go right to the lead and save ground uh, as you skim the rail and, and try to go wire to wire. Uh, we the people, it, it's interesting. You, you know, you said he's never faced this kind of company. Certainly that's true in his last win, which was a romping 10-length win in the Peter Pan over this Belmont track. One turn, though, nine furlongs. And it was a wet track, too, which probably made it even easier on him as he beat a relatively weak field and just skipped along the wet track and, and opened up down the stretch. I think his toughest race to date was the Arkansas Derby, the race before, where he faced a pretty good field, maybe not quite as strong as this, the Belmont, of course, but a good field. And, uh, you know, he was he was washy before the race. He looked nervous. He, he was kind of hung out wide and he looked a little rank as he was pushed wide uh, while there were other horses inside him. It was not 
a good race by any means for weeded people. Two races before that, he won easily against lesser competition. So there's a pattern there in his four lifetime races. He's won easy when it's been easier, but when it, he had a tough time, uh, he wasn't able to handle either the pressure or the class of horse. So an interesting favorite because I, I wasn't expecting him to be listed as a favorite. And I think that's really a function flash of the lone speed here in the Belmont. Yeah, you say interesting, interesting as in that means we're going to get better value on other horses. Let's have a look at horse number two, because this is a horse that's going to be the romance of the Belmont Stakes because it's coming out of position three. It is Nest, the only filly in the race, and it's one of two horses uh, going to be saddled up by Todd Pletcher, the jockey. Jose Ortiz. Um, odds to win at plus 750. That's come in from around 875. I think mean, the women are going to love Nest. I love Nest. Maybe to get in the free. And if, you, if it ends up winning, you're going to be paid handsomely. Beautiful filly, this. And I, I think she's going to love the mile and four. She should. She's, she's bred. Not only does she have the pedigree to like a mile and a half, and that, that's become more and more rare in American racing, but she also looks like in every single one of her races that she is looking for more distance. Uh, of course, she's never been farther than nine furlongs as well, just like we the people, but she just looks like a horse who wants more distance in these races. She can come off the pace uh she doesn't want to fall too far behind but i think she has probably enough tactical speed to get a good position early be in mid-pack maybe even a little bit uh more forward than mid-pack and make her run the question is is the philly good enough to beat the Colts? the philly in the preakness secret oath wasn't quite good enough in the preakness to beat the Colts. she was fourth although i didn't really like the trip she had ness should get a better trip than secret oath got in the preakness yeah, and going uh, that, that further distance is going to give this filly time just to relax, just to enjoy herself, because that is her style of racing. She's so balanced, great mover. It's just whether she holds out and whether she's strong enough down the stretch. But uh, listen, it was plus 875. I know there's a lot of songbirds that have been shouting that this filly is taking on the uh, Colts, but... Maybe there's only one or two Colts to actually be. I think she's a, a definite runner and definitely want to be looking at the free. Now, the next one has probably been the most talked about horse worldwide, I would say, because this is the horse coming out of stall four. It's Rich Strike, the winner of the Kentucky Derby. 24 hours before the race, Rich Strike wasn't even in the race. And then it wins that massive odds of 80 to 1. And you could have got 80 to 1 with a furlong and a half to go. And then it sprouted wings and won quite cosily. Trainer, Eric Reed, living the dream. Jockey, Sonny Leon. One ride in the Kentucky Derby, one win. And the odds are at plus 475. Are the books taking chances here with this such a big price? You know, I'm looking at first thing I, I want to say is I'm looking at these bet US odds and I wasn't crazy for the value offered on we the people, even though he was chosen as the morning line favorite. But then I look at seven plus 750 on Nest and now plus 475 on Rich Strike. I think those odds are better than you will get when they go to the post at the Belmont Stakes. As, as per usual, we've said that over the last two videos that we've done, both in the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, BetUS have been really, really generous with their odds. And to be fair, they've got it right. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. And, and this is a case where I, I think Rich Strike will be lower. Having said that, I don't particularly love Rich Strike in this spot, but if you're looking to bet Rich Strike, 
These bet US odds are very good. Rich Strike, uh, 80 to 1 in the Kentucky Derby. Now we're talking plus 475. And, and I, as I said, I think he'll be lower on race day. Uh, a, a very interesting horse in that he's clearly getting better. He clearly liked Churchill Downs, the only track that he's won at in, in his career. So it is a question coming to Belmont Stakes, but even more, or coming to Belmont Park, even more than that is the speed, because I think out of every horse in this race, he's the one that really doesn't want to be close early. His best running is when he makes one big move at the end of the race, as we saw, of course, in the Kentucky Derby. So I think the lack of early pace in here hurts him more than any other horse. And, you know, it, it's, it's fair to be a little bit dubious about his overall form. There was a reason he was 80-1 to 1 in the Kentucky Derby. As good as he ran that day, uh, his races previously at other tracks weren't nearly as good. Yeah, make sure you, uh, if you're watching this video, you leave a comment because there was a couple of comments given uh, in that section saying that Rich Strike, if it got into the race, would win. So if you was and lucky enough to take it at plus like 8,000 or whatever it comes out, I don't even know what that comes out when it's like 80 to 1, but you can then maybe throw a few uh, dollars on for the Belmont Stakes. But if you haven't been to the wedding, if you haven't backed it, then why would you go to the funeral at plus 475? That's, um, that's a long, long way down the order. Okay, the next horse. Um, I cannot believe that this is holding up this price because the next horse we both like. I mean, you like it stronger than I, but the next horse is going to come out of stall position five and it's creative minister the trainer is kenneth mcpeak and jockey brian hernandez jr odds to win at plus 675 been trimmed from plus 750 this is horse has definitely got all the credentials to go and win and certainly if you want to put it in the free this is probably one you'd ring as you put other horses in around it Right. We've said this is a wide open race. Both of us agree, certainly on that. And uh, the, the fact that uh, 675 on this horse, who is my top pick here in the Belmont Stakes, I, I think that's fantastic. So we were looking for value. I definitely found it with him. I think you're finding it with the Philly Nest. Creative Minister is a horse who uh, we didn't know about, you know, three months ago, four months ago, made his debut in March. So he is truly a late developing, a late bloomer but everything has pointed to him being a horse of class from his first race all the way through his fourth race. Uh, he also has pedigree to run the distance. Both sides of his pedigree say mile and a half will be to his liking. He's one of those horses that has run each day of the Triple Crown, and often that can be a negative in the Belmont, but he didn't run in the Kentucky Derby Flash, and I think that's important. He ran in an allowance race, which he was pretty impressive in winning. On the same day. He had a much easier time than, than the horses that ran in that grueling 20-horse Kentucky Derby. So I think that's an advantage. We saw some class when he ran in the Preakness, and he was a good third behind early voting and epicenter, who were two very good horses. I think either one of those would probably be favored in this Belmont. Let's face it, the Belmont's a good betting race, but it's not the strongest Belmont. It's not the strongest of the three Triple Crown races this year. Every horse is beatable, so why not go for a late-blooming horse he has enough tactical speed to be in touch early, much like we said about Nest. He's got a good closing kick. He's getting better by the race. And, uh, you know, his, his connections put up $150,000 after that allowance win on Kentucky Derby Day just to get him eligible to run in races like the Preakness and the Belmont. And they're taking advantage. A good Preakness, I think it might be an even better Belmont for a creative minister. 
Yeah, and showed uh, greenness, then obviously showed improved form, even though it obviously went, um, it came third and obviously didn't win the race, but it showed it was going in the right direction. I've seen this horse, I obviously I follow Belmont Park and I've seen pictures and I've seen it trotting around. It looks an absolute picture um, to my trained eye, which is okay. I'm quite happy to go with my own eye, but this horse looks fit, stripped, calm. It looks really, really well. So you're going to get around plus 700. I think that this is definitely a horse in uh, in the free. Now, you mentioned, obviously, early voting and epicenter going 1-2 in the Preakness. Now, the next horse we're going to look at has actually beaten the uh, the Preakness winner earlier on in the season. And it's coming out of uh, stall position six. It's Mo Donegal, who for me would have been favourite. You're getting plus 300, but it's Todd Pletcher's first string. I think that's fair to say. And the jockey, Irad Ortiz Jr., needs no introduction whatsoever. Now, we said how good we think Epicenter and early voting are. Now, Mo Donegal comes into this race. One, maybe should be favourite. Two, it's starting to get not worrying because you be positive and you stay with it. But this is probably the best horse in the race of what we've seen so far since, obviously, the turn of the year. So, Modonagal, plus 300. Do we see it getting any bigger? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, the, the best horse in the race, I think, I think we're going to find out on Saturday who the best horse in the race. But on paper, you know, we've known about Mo Donegal since last fall as a two-year-old. He's been a classy horse. He's, he's run continuously good races. Uh, he did it winning the grade two Remsen last fall as a two-year-old. He did it winning that grade two Wood Memorial where he ran down early voting. Early voting, as you said, his next race was winning the Preakness. So there's obvious class attached to this horse. He doesn't have any speed, uh, but I think he is a little bit more adaptable to a slow pace, and we've seen that a little bit in his career, than uh, is Rich Strike, and I, I think that's important. I think I think a horse that can show just a little bit more early speed in a paceless 12 furlong race has a better shot than a horse who really doesn't want to show any early speed and has to come from, from last. And, and Rich Strike is the horse that I think is that type of horse. Mo Donegal, I think, can be a little bit more forwardly paced, just a little bit. And then uh, he he doesn't need the, the speed to come back as he showed in the Wood Memorial. A lot to like with Mo Donegal. On the other hand, you know, plus 300 in a race we're calling wide open, eh, the value is questionable. But if I had to pick one horse to beat, it would be this one. Yeah, I mean, it, this is the one that after the race, if you've not backed it and it comes and wins your life, it was, it was too obvious. This was the horse that you needed to be jumping on. Especially now, it's gone from plus 250 out to 300. It's not favourite anymore, even though maybe on the day it will be close. Okay, we the people, like early voting, goes to the front, has a target on its back. That will sue Mo Donegal. And that means that Mo Donegal could be, again, another positive. We may get the race run to suit. Yeah, it happened in the Wood Memorial, but a lot of times you see how tough speed horses are. I really liked what I saw from Mo Donegal in the, in the Wood Memorial because I didn't think early voting was pushed too hard, and still Mo Donegal was able to run him down. Could be a similar scenario in here. Uh, it, it really comes down to who is going to pressure we the people and how early are they going to get to we the people. I like I like the chances of horses like Creative Minister, obviously, and your horse Nest to at some point go after we the people and get to them and prove stronger after 
nine furlongs, after 10 furlongs in this race. And then Mo Donegal will probably be in the level behind Nest and Creative Minister early, and he'll have to run them down. Um, yeah, he's shown that he can do it. Even in the races where he's lost, the Kentucky Derby, and earlier in the year at Gulfstream Park, he's finished really well. And, and, and there was probably a little bit of bad luck attached to both of those losses. So Mo Donegal's certainly eligible to pick up the pieces. And if you're betting uh, horses to run in the exotics, first, second, or third, or even fourth, I think he's a horse that you absolutely have to include. We the people, on the other hand, Rich Strike, on the other hand, I think there are reasons why they could win, but there are also reasons why they could run totally out of the picture. Yeah, I mean, Rich Strike might not get there, and we the people might just get swamped in the last furlong and a half. We can see that, especially if it goes a tad too quickly, or it's taken on for the lead. We can't find that... Uh, that horse to take him on for the lead. But if it happens, they might just go a little bit too quick and not see out the 12 furlongs. Let's have a little look at the odds to win because the odds to win are in post position order. And if you look at the bottom, there is my horse, number eight, Barber Road. Massive positive that I'm getting such a big number, but an even bigger one, Brian, is the jockey. The jockey for this week is not his normal jockey of Gutierrez, it is Joel Rosario. Needs no introduction at all. He is the creme de la creme. Yeah, Joel Rosario is really a master of pace. He's, he's, he's one of the winningest jockeys at Belmont Park in recent years. So I think, it's a, I think it's a wonderful pickup. I feel for Ray Gutierrez, who's a very good jockey and has been riding Barber Road consistently. But on the other hand, you know, Belmont, that gigantic track is just different than any other track. And a mile and a half at Belmont, so many times we've heard inexperienced jockeys to this race and to this track. I've had a little trouble judging when to go and, and when not to go or when to relax and when to finally go. They push the button too quick. That won't be an issue with Joel Rosario. He is a top jockey. Very good pickup on Barber Road. Barber Road, I think we talked a little bit about this last week, Flash. He's a horse that ran very similarly to Mo Donegal. I thought they both ran good rallying races. They just went too wide in the Kentucky Derby, but Barber Road was pretty much attached, attached to Mo Donegal for most of that race as they came from way back, went way wide, and still finished well to be fifth and sixth in the Kentucky Derby. Barber Road at 1,300, that, that's a lot of value. He's certainly not my top pick. He hasn't won yet in six stakes starts, but as a horse to uh, rally up into the exotics, I think Barbara Road makes a ton of sense. And 1300 sounds pretty good to me. And Joel Rosario, all, uh, all adding up to a pretty good uh, horse to include in your exotics. I bet him to win. I'm, I'm happy. I mean, listen, you, you uh, gave me a bit of stick by calling me chalk, chalk and chalk because obviously I've been with Epicenter in the first two races, but I've gone through all of these races and Barber Road, massive positive that he's run against all the top horses. Massive positive that the only time he was out of the three is when he came sixth, when he was drawn 18th. Now you want another positive, is Joel Rosario's on top. You want another positive that the yard thinks are positive is they've taken the hood off. I think if any horse is a long shot to win the Belmont Stakes, it's Barber Road. I mean, Barber Road just, everything adds up like you, like we're both saying. Barber Road is a very interesting long shot here. And, and you know, it makes a lot of sense. Let's repeat this, uh, Flash. When we are talking about a race where it's wide open, where we think the favorites can be beaten, why not take a shot with some odds? 
Barber Road is a is a very good offering there at thirteen hundred. Okay, so if someone is not uh, obviously uh, horse racing is not their number one sport, and they're coming out with all different terminology. Why does a trainer put the hood on a horse, and why do they then take it off? There's there's different reasons. The number one reason is is for focus. So this horse was showing apparently at some point in his career maybe a little bit of lack of focus during the race. Maybe they were looking around too much. Maybe the jockey felt like he didn't always have his mind on business. So Barber Road has been consistently in blinkers of late. Um, sometimes it's to get a little bit more speed in a horse. Uh, that, that, that might be a part of focus earlier in the race. I don't think they're looking to certainly take speed away from Barber Road because he's a horse who doesn't have a lot of speed. But maybe he's uh, just matured to a point. Another good sign, perhaps, for the Belmont Stakes that he no longer needs the extra help of blinkers. And now they want him to see the other horses a little bit better in the Belmont. They think he's going to be really competitive, a mile and a half, big, giant track. Let him see what's going on. Let him see the other horses. So they're taking the blinkers off and they're going with a top jockey. Yeah, plenty of value. I've done it to win as I have, and we'll get all my selections at the end. But now is the time for the Q&A. I can see we've got a few in there. But if you want to do a, uh, write a question up, then please do it now, because I'm going to remind you we're America's favorite sports book. So that means I'd like you to subscribe. If you haven't, then you'll get all the tennis and the golf. We've got the US Open next week from Brookline, one of my favorite courses uh, up there in the northeast of the United States. Um, and then with everything else that's going on, I think it's going to be an absolute classic tournament. Then we're off to, I think it's SW9, I think it is, for Wimbledon uh, on the tennis and the grass season, we'll be honest. And I'm also talking to the bosses about maybe including the Travers at the back end of August. And then that will tee us up lovely for going to uh, Keeneland for the Breeders' Cup. I'm really looking forward to that. But also make sure you do ring that bell. And if you're on social media, then please follow at BetUSTV because every single sport, there'll be something that'll be subjected. It'll be on there. So please make sure that you do follow. Okay, the first question is from Tommy O'Brien. And he's saying, uh, who do we like in the Superfector? Well, I think we've talked about that a little bit already. Look for some value in the Superfector, whether it be in the top spot or the second spot, or just as importantly, down below in the third and fourth spot. Nest plus 750, Creative Minister plus 675, Barber Road plus 1300. I might, if I'm playing supers, I might even throw in Golden Glider at plus 2800. There's a couple of things I like. I mean, I certainly think he's a deserving long shot, but of the bombs that might just sneak into third or fourth, maybe Golden Glider. But if you use Nest, if you use Barber Road, you use Creative Minister, I, I think you got three horses with value in those superfectors even if Modonical wins the race, uh, or, or even We the People. By the way, I, I think We the People is a possible winner here, but bottom line is I don't see the value on a horse who has to do a lot to uh, go, he's gonna be asked to do a lot more than he's ever done before in a big race. Brian, if We the People win, it's gonna be a bad race. It's gonna be a horse that led from start to finish over a mile and four. It's gonna either be four or five horses have not run up to their, what we'd expect, and they've given him a soft lead, so maybe jockey error. I just cannot see you. I keep running through this race in my head. And yes, I see we the people stretching out. And again, I don't want to be like a stuck record. But if they allow him to wind it up and not take him on like six out, then they are they're going to get anything they ask for. Um, Aaron Rod says, 
horses to finish in the money. That's just the same as the uh, the trifecta, is it not? Creative minister's got to be in there for the pair of us, surely. Yeah, uh, finishing in the money. I mean, you, you you can bet a horse to show in American racing, which means finish first, second, or third, and you collect. But it's it's the same as going for the trifecta. We're talking about trying to hit something with a little bit more money. So if you can pick the right three horses for the trifecta, the right four horses, you don't have to limit to that too. You could have five or six horses. You could use more horses for third or fourth in the superfecta or more horses for second and third in the trifecta. But you're looking for horses who offer value to get into that, into that top three in the money, top three for the trifecta or into the top four for the superfecta. That's why we keep talking about horses like Barber Road, Nest and Creative Minister. Get some value in those exotics, whether it be as trifecta, superfecta, or even the exacta, the top two horses. Cat uh, 59 says Nest should be in the money. I mean, we're actually talking up our own books here because I've talked about Creative Minister. I've done that singly. I mean, that was like plus 785 last week. I've done Barber Road at 1375 and I've done Nest at like 875, just all free to win. Obviously, tomorrow morning, and that's when I'll start looking, or um, sorry, Saturday morning. I don't even know what day of the week is. Saturday morning, I'll start looking at maybe betting singles on come in in the first three but i'm getting we the people beat brian i know that you're not going for it but let's have a little look at what you are going for because our best bets have not changed we have got the bear eight runners so there's no excuses but mode on a go at plus 300 but even though it says creative minister plus 675 is underneath mode on a go you fancy the plus 675 over the plus 300 yeah, I do. I do. I honestly think that Creative Minister is the most likely winner of this race. And, and that that's great for the odds of plus 675. I think Mo Donegal's the horse to beat. I think Mo Donegal's the most likely horse to be in the picture at the end of the race. So I need to include him. But uh, yeah, if I was writing this graphic right now, it would have Creative Minister in the first spot. And, and I love the odds. Um, there are questions with every horse in the race and Creative Minister you know, he's got a, he's got another, he's, he needs to take another step forward from his performance in the Preakness. But I don't think, the, I don't think he needs to move too far forward from that pretty good Preakness effort. And he's the one horse in the race where I think, yeah, he, he should move forward. Yeah, I'm going with the filly. Uh, Nest at plus 750. Create Minister at plus 675. And Barbaro Road at plus 1300. I'm all over getting the favorite beat. Uh, Mo Donegal, obviously, if mine don't win, then that will that could well be the favourite come Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon. Brian, I'm really uh, really thankful and appreciative of everything you've done. Obviously, we've gone through this is the third leg of the Triple Crown, and hopefully, we'll see you at the Travers, and definitely see you in the fall when we go to Keeneland for the Breeders' Cup, which is a home game for you. Flash, I really enjoyed it. Uh, talking horses with you is a lot of fun. You made me think a little bit more just now, as you often do, when you said, well, if We the People wins the Belmont, it won't be a good race. I completely agree with you. I, I look forward to future races, and hopefully, and I think there's a good chance we've uh, we've helped a lot of bet U.S. customers uh, cash them tickets, and that's the most important thing. So from myself, from Brian, from everyone at BetUS, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, the Triple Crown races. I hope you enjoy it a lot more come uh, Saturday evening when you've had the winner. Please leave that comment underneath this video because I will be reading them over the next two days. And who knows, you may just put me onto a winner. That will be a first. You take care.